Elizabeth. And this is Kara. And you're listening to In Transit. Two triathletes take on the world. So, Elizabeth, we have a voicemail to play this week, huh? Yeah, we do. It's from our good friend Red Bull, Jamie. Yeah, from Boston. And um, I guess it speaks for itself, so we'll just go ahead and play it. Right on. Hey, Kara and Elizabeth. This is Jamie, a.k.a. Red Bull, a.k.a. SBRTV.wordpress.com. Uh, just wanted to say, love you guys for getting on the schedule again, putting out some uh, podcasts a little more frequently. I love hopping on my iTunes and seeing a new episode there. Um, yeah, so just listen to the episode. And I wanted to say uh, good luck to Kara on her um, half Iron Man. Um, you guys, she definitely has to uh, let me know a little ahead of time. Um, because these races she's doing in Connecticut is just around the road from uh, where I grew up in Connecticut. So I uh, definitely want to come out and at least race with you guys one time or at least cheer you guys on. So, All right, yeah, good luck. Looking forward to the race support. I know you're going to kick ass. So. Okay, so thanks, Jamie, for calling in. And we're glad you're enjoying the show. We're trying to be more consistent with uh, with our production, I guess you could call it. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, we've been on top of it lately, Kara. I'm excited that we're on top of it these days. I know, I know. I I like doing the show, and I I was missing it before, so I think this is good. It's definitely holding me accountable, so we we love doing the shows. I'm glad that other people are enjoying us getting more shows out, because that makes me feel like I'm doing it for a reason, so that makes me happy getting calls like that. Exactly. Yeah. So I guess yeah. If anybody wants to call in anytime, tell you know about anything, well, we accept all. <laughs> um, it's one all come one come all. Yes. Our, yeah, our our phone number is nine two zero four eight two four eight two two. Yeah, and you can leave up to I think two minute message, right? Right. If exactly. You oh, you can always call back and keep adding on. <laughs> yeah, we'll edit it together, make it all sound like you you didn't do anything. Accidentally. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, oh, also, I'm super excited about our Frapper map on our website. It's um, intransitduo.com. So go by and check that out and add yourself to our Frapper map because I get, on a daily basis, I get excited about that because I go by and check it all the time. I know, so I it check really it too. Happy. I check it to see if anyone else is added on there because I, I really yeah. like seeing where everybody's from. <laughs> I know. We're getting more dots all over the world. I'm so excited about that. So entertainment, keep me entertained on a daily basis and go add yourself to our Frapper map. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, I guess now, Jamie, uh, thanks for wishing me luck on the half Ironman, and it's it's since passed, so here is my race report. Okay, I'm dying, dying, dying to hear about your half Ironman. All right, yeah, I know. I did the... Um, finished my first half Ironman this past Sunday. It was Oh good. Like it was really tough, but I don't know. I guess we'll just we can just go through it piece by piece and I'll let yeah. you know. Okay. Okay. Well so how did you feel before the race? Were you nervous or were you excited or what? Um, I was nervous but I don't know. I was kinda I wasn't as nervous as I thought I was gonna be, I guess. Like Okay, I, that's I, good. I felt like I could I, I felt confident that I was going to be able to do it. I just didn't know how strong I would be, you know, throughout the right. whole thing. So. Right. Okay. So, okay. So let's start from the beginning. How'd the swim go? 
Okay. Oh my gosh, that's so far to swim. I would just die. <laughs> so, oh, and let me tell you, pre-race, I had, for nutrition, I had a bagel and cream cheese. I usually, that's my kind of standard thing. I always have a bagel. And then mm-hmm. I was going to have a goo before, like, before I left the hotel and then, like, right before the race. But I completely forgot to have both of them. I, I just, <laughs> I, I don't know. I... I was just worried, more worried about getting my stuff set up, and I didn't even re- remember that I had forgotten until I was, uh, I had already started swimming. <laughs> I was like swimming along, thinking of all the different things. I'm like, oh my god, I totally didn't take any goose. But well, I guess you turned out okay, so it's not anything to worry about. Yeah. So, okay, so the swim, um, it took me like it was a big rectangle the way they had it set up, which was good. I didn't have mm-hmm. to like get out of the water and run around yeah. or any crazy thing like that. Um and it took me like a couple buoys, like swimming to a couple buoys before I finally got into a rhythm. For some reason I mm-hmm. just felt like I couldn't catch my breath very well. And I don't I think maybe it was just anxiety and maybe just Probably, the people yeah. around me and stuff, but it was weird. Right. Be- it, it actually made me think of. Remember when we did the triathlon in Flagstaff? Uh-huh. R- remember how that was breathing? It kind of felt like you're short of breath. Yeah, yeah. It made yeah. me feel like that. That's, well, that's how I feel every time I swim oh. in a triathlon. I feel like that every time. Oh, okay. Well, so, that's I mean, what it made me think yeah. of. And then I, I remember thinking during the race, I'm like, okay. I am at, like, sea level. Or, you know, it's not like I'm that high up right. here, you know? I, I mean, know, I know. Well, actually, where the race was, I didn't even know this until, like, this past weekend, but the area where I raced is considered part of the Berkshires Mountains or whatever. Oh. Berkshires or Berkshires, Berkshire. whatever. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know that either. Yeah, so... Okay, so. Uh, anyway, so the swim went okay. I got out of the water in about... Hang on, I look, uh, 38.48. Oh, so. Kira, that's fantastic. I was pretty happy with that. Uh, it, yeah, but it, I except would too. compared to the field, I was pretty slow, actually. Um, oh, and, okay, in my age group, there were 11 people, and mm-hmm. 11 women, and um, on that part, I was, like, one of the slowest out of the 11 <laughs> on that part. But well, I would have been super stoked with thirty-eight eleven. So the swim went okay. It just took me a little while to get into rhythm. T one was I did in three twenty-three, but I had to run kind of far because um, you you cross the timing mat like a little bit after you, after you get out the water. Then you had to run down this road and then run around mm-hmm. the transition area into transition. Yeah, it sounds really long, but from because of where, how far you had to run and stuff, it was actually a pretty pretty good compared to the rest of the field. Yeah. And then okay. Yeah. Oh, and, okay. Yeah. Here's my rank. My overall rank on the swim was 154th out of 168. Oh. <laughs> See, I would have been 168. <laughs> pretty slow. But. Okay, and I I'm always scared on the swim to look behind me because I'm afraid I'm going to be the last one. <laughs> oh, that Kara, that has literally happened to me before. That has literally happened to me. You were the last <laughs> one. Feeling ever, the last person in the wave, the last person. I mean, there are still people behind me, but those were the people that were in different waves. Oh, so we'll it didn't see. Make me look as bad. This triathlon, but, though, the, 
we were the, there were only two waves. There were the men and the and then the second wave was the women in the relays. And so oh, wow. I would have been yeah. <laughs> if I was the last, <laughs> I would have been last, literally. <laughs> okay, so how did the bike go? Okay, the bike I I know I think I mentioned this in the last show, but it is like the toughest bike course I've ever ridden in my life. Um and wow. I and I, there were actually, I think there were eight or nine people from my triathlon club that did this race, and everyone agreed that this was, like, the toughest thing. And, and you know, like, several of the people, um, well, at least one of the guys that did it is an Ironman, and some of the others had done half Ironmans before, so it's not like they mm-hmm. were, we were all novices. So, anyway, um, it was tough. I... Did okay though. I um, finished in three fifty-five eleven, three hours fifty-five minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, which was a hundred twenty-third overall. But oh, and I should also mention that there were only fifty women, and oh my gosh. Yeah. So the they were what? all the rest are all men. So then my on the bike I was the 13th woman to finish out of 50. But my overall was my overall was 123rd. So, as you can see, like <laughs> yeah. If you look at my ranks among women, yeah. it's a lot. Oh, and then for my transition one time, I was the second fastest woman. Wow. Yeah. So Wow, that's great. Yeah. That's really great. That's really great. The so only person you out the, your uh, Oh, wait, hang on. No, I was the third third fastest T one time out of women. Um, I had to say I blew about twenty snot rockets, <laughs> and because my nose <laughs> was running, and my chain fell off twice. No, it didn't. It did, and it was when I was changing from my big ring to the smaller <laughs> one, and I was talking to yeah. I had I had changed my um gear or my crank set out to a compact crank set and I was talking tonight to the guy that I borrowed the crank set from and he's like, Well he's like the the derailleur that you have is probably not the best to go with that compact crank set. He's like but um I don't know. Basically I I don't know. It wasn't that big a deal. I just got off real quick and put it back on and was fine. And it sucked too wow. because I That's- couldn't so cool. You know how when usually when your chain falls off, you can if you keep pedaling, you can put it back on. Well, both yeah, the times right, it right. both the times it fell off, I was like going up a hill, so I couldn't oh, I couldn't <laughs> do sad. that, so I had to get off and right. Anyway, but still, oh, that well, that's I, so good that, that you did so well even after two chain falls off, falling off, and yeah, that's good. That's great. And then okay, so good. The bike went good. Then T2 was pretty fast. I did in 209, which was the fourth oh. fourth fastest out of the women. And, I don't know, out of overall was like, oh, 33rd overall. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. And then my run, I did um, 213.06, which was about, I think it's a 10.09 pace. Great. I was pretty happy with that because after coming off that crazy course, and you know the thing is, I the having a compact crank set, I don't think it made me a ton faster, but I think it definitely saved my legs for the run. You know, like because I wasn't having to yeah, good, exert good. as much energy. So, 
Um, and I felt actually pretty good on the run. I mean, of course, I wasn't feeling like spectacular, but um, I made yeah. a prom- made a promise to myself that I was gonna run the whole thing until I like was physically incapable. Like if I started cramping or something, you know. So the only parts yeah. I, I walked were like I think about three of the aid stations. I just walked through the aid station just to drink, you know. And then other than that, I ran the whole yeah. thing. Oh, and I had to stop and pee. Right on. Awesome. I, had, I had to stop to pee. Um, the the run course was two laps, and on the second lap, I had to stop. So that added like a minute yeah. or two onto my time. <laughs> um, right. But That's I, really, really, really. I great. guess That's it was really good great. because at least I was staying hydrated. I guess. Um, oh, and I forgot to say. Yeah, okay, on. so on the bike, I. Um, I took I wore a camelback because I was I'm so used to riding with a camelback that I didn't want to change my hydration mm-hmm. system out like right before the race to like an aero bottle or you know some other like the racks yeah. that go behind your seat or something. So I just stuck with that mm-hmm. and it's, it's a liter and a half of water and I it was the perfect amount because I I didn't have to refill it or anything and I ran out of water like two miles before the end of the bike course, so it was fine. Oh and, perfect. And then I had I drank like eight ounces of Gatorade and I also I had taped onto my bike um two packs of cliff shot blocks and two goos and at at about mile two I one of the goos flew off. <laughs> um but I ended up I ate the rest, the goo and the two packs of cliff shots and um and I was fine. And then on the run, I took three goos with me, but I only ate, I only had two of them, and I drank water, like a bunch of water, and poured water over my head, as always, so. Yeah. So, good, that's my, a really good rig. Okay, so what was your overall time, then? My overall time was 6.52.37, so I was happy to have, bro- so cool. to have broken seven hours, and, uh, yeah. you know, I would, I think... If it was not such a crazy bike course, like, um, <laughs> I think I probably could have gone around maybe 6.30-ish, but I was I was just happy to go mm-hmm. under um, 7, so I'm excited. Well, that's so, awesome. Sorry, that's that was so, a so long, dr- long so drawn-out race report, but... Oh, and yeah. I, just a couple, yeah, that, no, okay. just a couple things about the course, or the, like, how the race is run and stuff. Um, this is the first year they put this race on, so that's probably why there weren't, like, tons of people. Well, I mean, it was, like, 168 people that finished, so... But they said originally that that there was supposed to be 300, but I think that included... They did an aqua bike and, and a relay, so that probably included those people. But then I think some people just wussed out or something. So it was a pretty decent-sized event. And then the other thing... They handed out instead of finishers medals, they handed out towels like little, the little size oh, towels yeah. like hand towels. Um, oh, I wish you would have gotten a medal. I know, cause I mean that would be nice. I would that would be a good thing for like a sprint try or something or like a shorter right, distance. Right. Yeah. But for a half marathon, half marathon, half Ironman, um, I don't know. I just there's yeah. I just like getting the medal because I feel like it's I don't know. Right. I know. I mean, it's, 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 so, it's so random sometimes because, I mean, we ran 10Ks where we got medals, you know? <laughs> yeah. And you're like, 70.3 deserves a medal. <laughs> Not yeah. a towel. Exactly. But it might just be because it's the first race, though, so. 
Yeah, and well, I think they were just trying to be different, and you know, I figured, I, I think they figure you'd use a towel more than like, what do you actually do with the metal? I guess, but I don't know. I just thought that was a little disappointing, especially because it was my first yeah. first one. But um, right. the shirts they had, the shirts were pretty good. They were they're Wickaway ones, and they're oh, good. white, good. and they're okay. Um, and, um, oh, and I forgot to mention, I got fourth in my age group out of the 11 people. Oh my god, that's great. Yeah. That's so, so great. So I was stoked. And, a, but, you know. That's a That's a really big accomplishment. You should really be proud of yourself. <laughs> Seriously, that's awesome. It, I was pretty excited. And, you know, the crazy thing, though, okay, I was fourth in my age group, but the third place person, guess how far behind her I was. I don't know. Three minutes. <laughs> no. 22 minutes. What? Yeah. Okay, so let me... Yeah, the first person in my age group um, did, oh it, did it in 614. The second place person... that w- The second place person is my nemesis from the sprint try. She did it in oh, six, yeah. <laughs> six, <laughs> 620. And then the third place did it in 6.30, and then I was 6.52. So, like, I mean... Wow. It, it, That's like, a pretty big distance, like, time-wise. Yeah. But, you know, what? Wow. the other, the one thing that's kind of good, I guess, is that there were two girls behind me that were only, like, um, about seven minutes behind me, so I held both of them off, so that was good. Um but I, I kind of have mixed feelings about how I was so far behind those the first three. But in a way, I guess it's a little bit of a it, – it's okay because I it's not like um, I was so close. Or, you know, it wasn't like anything to be upset about because I don't think I was going to be making up 22 minutes anywhere, you know? Yeah, no kidding, no but kidding. But at the same yeah, time – Yeah, if you took a couple minutes off everything, you could that's, – that's ridiculous. Right? yeah. But then at the same time, I'm like, man, I was 22 minutes behind, you know, so. Yeah, holy crap, that's that's a long time. But, I mean, that just, I guess, I mean, that's good for them, good for them, yeah. that's great. But I think but I think it's first, also it's also cool that, um, that there was such good competition there, so. Yeah, 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 definitely. So what about the person behind you, seven minutes? Um, yeah, there were two that, they finished at the exact same time. Six fifty eight forty six. So they were, yeah, like six or almost seven minutes behind me. And wow. I think I think I passed both of them on the bike. I'm pretty sure. So wow. Well, for your first half Ironman, that's awesome that you came in fourth. That's so so cool. Yeah, and um, I also like I I was happier with the fourth then there was these there were two girls from my tri club that did it and they're in the thirty to thirty four age group and they got mm-hmm. second and third in their age group but oh. they did they both did it like in over seven hours. Like they're just their age group just wasn't as competitive, you know? Right. So mm-hmm. I feel like proud that I got fourth in such a competitive age group, you know, rather than yeah. having, like, got first when there is, like, no one there to compete against or, you know what I mean? Yeah, so. no, yeah, exactly, right. Yeah. That's over- so cool. I'm so excited for you. That's great. Thanks. Overall, I was, like, really stoked, and I was really surprised that um, I wasn't hurting more. And, and afterward, 
You know, it's crazy because I was in much more pain after doing that marathon in April than I have been since this this race. So. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, yeah, I can understand why. I can understand why. Yeah. Like, so I, I guess it's because you're just marathon. You're like using the same muscles over and over and over. Yeah, and joints. Yeah, the yeah. same one for five hours. Yeah, exactly. You know yeah. what? I was looking at some uh, Ironman results today, mm-hmm. and I, I was looking at some of the times that these people do. And so you did yours in right under seven hours. I mean, people are finishing Ironman, like Ironman. Oh, in like nine, eight or nine in hours. Nine hours. Yeah. Can you imagine just? Can you imagine no. doing the what you did and just only add two hours onto it? Yeah, I mean, that's crazy. People must be just freaking flying. I know. Nice to me. It's just insane. I don't even know. Yeah. yeah, I don't even know. It's crazy. Yeah, me either. Uh, well, congratulations. That's awesome. Thanks. Yeah, of course I had a long rambling race report. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we like about your race reports, Kara. They're full of information. <laughs> okay, good. All right. So tell us how is how's your running going? It's going good. Um, it's been raining like cats and dogs here. So I've kind of gotten in a few um inside runs lately, which is nice, but um yeah. It's going good. It's going good. Have you done any more <laughs> six milers? Yeah, 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 I did. I did it in, um, I timed myself the other day, and I was, I was supposed to time myself today, but I didn't do it because it was raining and I didn't time myself today. But um, I timed it at 56 minutes. Ooh, so, good. Yeah. So I cut off three minutes anyway, which is good. But yeah. It was an inside run, so I kind of, there was no hills or anything. Yeah, but, but still, it's excellent. Yeah. Right. And I know, and it's also a good run, too, so. I'm going to go, actually, I'm going to go tonight after we get off the phone, and I'm going to go run around for a little while. Cool. Hey, um. It's soft raining, and it's cold here, so. Oh, good. That's good. I like running when it's cooler. I hate running when it's hot. Yeah, me too. Okay, it's time for Bon Voyage Trip Tip. And this week we wait, 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 wait. Oh, Kara, you just said that right. <laughs> I did, didn't I? I've been practicing. You did. Could you tell? That's the first time that has ever happened. You've always been like trip, 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 tip, or tip and tripper, whatever. <laughs> but you said it all in one walk. That's awesome. Well, okay. I've been going What's to speed. I've been going this? to speech therapy, and I've been no, <laughs> no. I just finally got the hang of it. I guess. Awesome. So, so okay. Anyway, here's my trip tip. Um, I have been doing lots of research for this upcoming trip to uh, uh, Central America, and so mm-hmm. along the way, of course, reading forums and all kinds of guidebooks and stuff, you come across some ideas. And here's a few little things that I have found that I think are good to just pass along. So one of the things is. If you're going to a place where um, where bugs could be a problem, like mosquitoes and things, you sh- you c- it's mm. a good idea to bring a mosquito net to put over you when you're sleeping. So I think I'm going to invest in one of those for Central America because of the um, things like malaria and... <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, big evil diseases like malaria, right? Malaria, dengue fever, and all the other ones that come along the way. So, mm-hmm. typhoid fever. You know, that's interesting that you say that because I was talking to my friend yesterday. She was on a research project for, I think, three months in Costa Rica, and she said she would have died without a mosquito net. So, that's good that you said that. And she also said, and you might want to keep this in mind too, that um, she said it just became second nature and she didn't even start thinking about it before, but she had to program herself to start to keep doing this. But um, she said, shake out your sheets every night and make sure you shake your shoes before you put them on because she's like, scorpions are rampant oh, down there. So That's a good, yeah. yeah. Okay. Good to know. Um, yeah, so my first thing is the mosquito net. The second oh, okay. thing is to, it's a good idea to make an appointment at a travel clinic before your trip, like at least a couple months before, so um, or I think they recommend like six to eight weeks before or something, um, or even more, um, to make sure you're up to date on your all your vaccinations and immunizations. So oh good yeah, and I I'm actually I made an appointment, and I think based on the research I've done, um, I think I might have to get uh, hepatitis vaccine but i'm gonna i don't know if i'm gonna be able to get all the all of them before i go yeah yeah so wait a second didn't you do that uh, didn't you do that three years ago no three years ago oh yeah i had to do that three years ago i assumed you did it too for what for grad school yeah no i never got any hep vaccinations those jerks (laughs) they made me do it Nope, I know, I don't have any. I and yeah, I just and I should have gotten it for when we went to Greece and Turkey too, but I never did. Yeah. So yeah, I yeah, figured whatever. it's about it's about time I do those. And then they also might recommend the malaria pills, but or the pills for stuff against malaria. But I don't know if I want to do that because I've heard those are really um, they can they're they really can be sick. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, I don't know, but ba- basically, I, I can't remember all the things. Anyway, I had to fill out this, like, survey thing before I go to tell them what my records are currently, you know, and that was okay, a... So, wait, so this is a clinic, like, a, just a doctor's office or something, or is this a travel center? It's a travel, it's a travel clinic. Oh, yeah. that's really cool. That's a really good suggestion, actually. Yeah. Okay. So, they'll... You know they're they want what they have you do is they they have you fill out like a health record and your vac you know your vaccination records um, so then they can and you have to send that before your appointment so they can research and you tell them where you're going and how long you're going to be there and kind of which cities and the countries and stuff and they'll do the research to find out what you need. Um, yeah, you can also find that stuff online too if you go to I think Lonely Planet or. Yeah. Kind of any. Or if you go to like world traveling place. If you go to the, com, you the go CDC, they they have recommendations too. Yes. Yes, they do. Which is Centers for Disease Control. Right. In the United States of America, anyway. <laughs> right. Those are yeah, good suggestions. That's a really good suggestion. And then I have one more. The the okay. final Bon Voyage trip tip is to use a boarding lock to um, if you're leaving your um, bags in a hotel room, it's a good idea to lock, like, if there's a f- couple of you traveling, lock your bags together and then lock them to, like, a bed frame or something. 
that is a good idea too. Yeah. And you know, that reminds me of something else my friend said yesterday. Um, she stayed in the rainforest for weeks and weeks for her research project. Mm-hmm. But um so they had these kind of, you know, tents, but they were the big walk in tents and everything. Oh yeah. But she said she had to lock her bags on a daily basis just because monkeys would get in her stuff. Really? So I mean, yeah, she said that they would just go through everything if you didn't have your stuff locked. That's hilarious. So, uh, isn't that weird to yeah. think about that? She's, yeah, I mean, that's just that's crazy. So a lock is probably a good idea for a couple of reasons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. Okay, so those are my few tips I have. I'll probably have more for next show because I'll keep, you know, doing some more research and finding things. And I need to – I might I'll hopefully have a tip on where to get a mosquito net because I haven't figured out where to get one yet. Do you know where I can get one? Yeah, actually, I do. Um, I don't know if they're up north or not, but I know they're down south. It, Dick's Sporting Goods has them. Oh, yeah. There's one of those here. Okay. Yeah, yeah go there and get one then. Okay. Yeah, you know, um, well, actually, I would just go to REI because, you know, I love REI. But um, they, they're they finally opening opening one here they're in uh, Hartford. So it's a little oh, bit of... Oh, there goes your bank account right there yeah i know, <laughs> I know. but l- <laughs> luckily it, i mean hartford is still it's about 35 miles away so it's not exactly like super close but at least there's one within you know reasonable distance <laughs> right yeah. yeah but so anyway yeah i'll report back on my findings of mosquito nets oh i actually i have another trip tip <laughs> this oh okay what is okay it? I just thought of it. You're full of them today. Good. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. So part of this trip that I'm doing, we're going to go diving, but we'll probably also do snorkeling because we're going to be on the water a lot. Um, So the girls I'm going with, um, we all have masks and fins and snorkels, but our fins are like huge for diving fins are really huge, you know? And they're kind of heavy, and we're planning on just doing the backpack thing, so we don't want to have tons of junk. Um, right. So basically, our what we decided that we'll do is, and when you dive, what we the research we've done for the diving places is, um, unless you bring like all your own dive equipment, you don't get any discount. So um, they uh. include they include uh, all the equipment in your in the fee. So. Basically, we're going to bring, like, I'll bring my mask and snorkel, because that's stuff that you kind of want to be, to make sure it's Yours. good, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but right. then the rest, like, fins, I don't care if I use the dive shop's fins, you know? So, mm-hmm. but we decided for when we want to go snorkeling, so we don't have to rent snorkel gear, um, like, because we'll already have the mask and snorkel, we just need the fins. We're going to, well, marry one of the other girls going, she already bought some cheap like, smaller, cheap uh, fins that are just, like, she picked them up at um, Sports Authority, I think, for, like, 10 or 15 bucks, but they're a lot smaller than dive fins, and they'll work fine for what we're going to use them for, so they'll they'll pack a lot easier, and um, that we still won't have to rent snorkel equipment, so it'll work, and I just need to... those are pretty flat. I mean, they're not going to take up a crazy amount of room, and if you get the cheaper ones, they're not heavy at all. Yeah, they're not heavy. They're they're a lot shorter than the big dive ones, and... Right. Yeah, so so that's my tip, is to bring your own snorkel gear, but um, especially if you're already a diver, but you can just 
you know, spend 10, 15 bucks to get some cheap fins so you don't have to take up so much room with your right. dive fins. So. Good. Yeah, and, oh, but by the way, i I got to figure out where I can get those fins because I went to Sports Authority, like, a week or two after Mary t- recommended that, and mm-hmm. they had already changed everything out to winter stuff, and all they have left for oh. swim swim stuff is goggles. That's it. Oh, yeah, strange. That seems like they would have fins all the time. Yeah, you'd think. Like first, hmm. like at least swim fins, you know. But they yeah, don't. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, their whole section it's still labeled water sports, but it's all full of like snowboards and sleds oh, yeah. and, and that kind of stuff. I'm like, oh man. I so water turns to ice in the winter, so they just <laughs> yeah. they get the ice stuff. So I'm going to uh, have to, like, either order them online or, or maybe go to, like, a swim shop or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I probably I can I mean, probably you can find those them online. I at Target and stuff, so, I well, mean. Yeah, actually, I went to Target, too, and they didn't have them either. I think, oh, gosh, that seems so weird. I think it's because of the time of year, because I think they changed everything. I wonder if it's just the north, the, like, this far north, too. Hmm. You know? Maybe. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Like maybe down in Texas or something, they would still have them because it's warmer there. I don't know. But, yeah, I would assume they would, but I don't yeah. know either. I haven't looked for those. So, but basically, I'm. I'll probably just. I can probably just get some online or something. Maybe even on eBay or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like for five bucks or something. <laughs> cool. Anyway, okay. So that's my long list of Bon Voyage trip tips. <laughs> <laughs> those are good. Those are good. All right, everybody, it's time for this show in the news, and hopefully we'll get this out in time for everyone to be able to tune in and watch, but um, I just got an email the other day from my friend who was in uh, Ironman Coeur d'Alene, and it is going to be on TV on 10-7, on August the 7th and August the 9th, so at 4 o'clock in the the evening, so be sure and check that out if you're interested in following along Cord Lane and seeing what the course is like and possibly seeing some friends that you might have had in the race. So, yeah, hey. I thought I would tell everybody that. Which network is it on? I don't know, actually. I I didn't get that information. I was going to be like ESPN or something. It could be ABC for all I know. I have no idea. Or but if you – before it, Iron Man. So. It might be um, – hang on, my – I think I can check when it is. I was thinking it it might be on Versus. Um, It used to be be OLN, you know, the, like, sport network, outside life network or whatever. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hang on, I can check my – I should have been sharing this stuff. (laughs) Um, My triathlon club – yeah, okay, it's on Versus. My chaplain club every week they oh, we good. get a, a newsletter and the he always sends out what's on versus <laughs> like what we'd be interested oh, in. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, so, you, should start, you should start telling us that in the, on the in the news section. That's yeah, a great idea. I'd love to know what's going on. So yeah, Ford Ironman Coeur d'Alene is on ten seven at four and it repeats on ten nine at four, and then Ironman yep, exactly. Ironman Lake Placid is on. At, on October 28th at 4, and it repeats on October 31st at 4. 
I think that's a really good way to like check out some courses and see what you have to go through to get through an Ironman. I love watching that stuff. That is so motivating to me. I watched the um, Escape from Alcatraz uh, thing on, I, I guess, I don't even know what channel it was on, but I watched that last year or the year before, and I was just like, I can swim. I can do it. You know, I just got motivated from watching the show. It was awesome. <laughs> I love shows like cool. that. Hey, um... Yeah, I just need to... I don't have Versus, so I need to find someone who can tape it for me or something. <laughs> I've never even heard of that channel. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. I, well, I don't watch TV, but I, I've never even heard of it. Yeah. I'm so out of the loop on TV. Me too. You probably find it on YouTube or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can probably find it somewhere. Basically, I'm just too cheap to to get cable because yeah, I'd rather exactly. spend my money on traveling and other things than and r- races than yeah, watching and TV. Beer. And what yeah, beer? Exactly. Do you say beer? And gear. Gear, not gear. beer. Gear. <laughs> <laughs> well, beer too, but... <laughs> and gear and beer. <laughs> yep. Exactly. All right, so it's time for Stoke and Stellar. And we've got kind of a, a interesting Stoke and Stellar, but um, we are stoked about penalties. <laughs> yeah. Iron Man, or, yeah, Iron Man penalties. Really stoked about it. Well, we're and, stoked about some well, people's behavior. And we're stoked about people, you know, stepping up to the plate, kind of. Right, right. Yeah. Okay, so elaborate, Kara. What are we talking about? Okay, so last show, you might remember that we mentioned something about um, Tri-Boomer and Jetpack and their mishaps at Ironman Wisconsin. And since then, we didn't exactly know what the whole story was. So since then, we've gotten word from Tri-Boomer and Jetpack about what happened. So um, here, I'm looking it up right now. Here's what... Jetpack clarified for me what happened, and so did mm-hmm. Triboomer. Triboomer. Hang on. Right. This is, I'm going to edit this out, but I, I got to find the right. Okay. So tri, here's a Triboomer's account. He said, at Ironman Wisconsin, he flatted at, oh, he, Oh, and also he flatted at mile 62, which I I didn't know that either. And he was penalized for giving Jetpack a gel on the bike and littering. Okay? I didn't know he got penalized for littering, too. He said that happened when an empty gel wrapper fell out of his bento box while reaching in to give a full one to Jetpack. (laughs) Oh, man. That just sucks so bad because he made a conscious effort to put it back like an empty one, put it back in his little pouch, and then when he's taking it out to give somebody else a gel pack, what falls out? I mean, what luck. Yeah, so he got two penalties for trying to help Jetpack out. And (laughs) Okay, so then um, let me tell you what uh, Jetpack, here's Jetpack's side of the story here. (laughs) Pulling it up now. I'm walking around the block right now, and it's chilly outside. It's nice. Really? Yeah. Well, did you know Tribe called us in transit duo divas? <laughs> I know. He's so funny. Okay. Dang it. This won't come up. Okay. Just a minute. Okay. Here we go. Um, 
Okay, so here's what Jetpack had to say. Just listened to your last show. Cool. Nice to hear both of you together again. Wanted to point some stuff out that pertains to your last show. Yep, Iron Man is USAT sanctioned. That's another thing we were we were wondering about. Remember from last? Oh, time? good. Yeah, that's right. So it is USAT sanctioned. So, but I still want to know whether they have different rules than the other triathlons. <laughs> I guess yeah. we can look it up. Um, and the three-minute penalty was just something he imposed on himself. He totally made it up. <laughs> he did not get a yellow flag, just Triboomer. He, but he caused it. <laughs> he had to report. Um, Triboomer had to report to a penalty tent, sign in, and leave. No time frame imposed on him. Oh, okay. So he didn't have to sit there for a certain amount of time. He just had to sign into a penalty tent. Um, oh, okay. For hi- for jetpack, he just pulled over at the tent to impose those minutes on himself, just because he felt bad about it. And that was at mile. Aww. Four. That was at mile forty, and he said the short break was kind of nice though. <laughs> oh, that's good. See, okay, that's what we're stoked about. We think that's pretty stellar that he felt bad for the incident that happened, even though it was clearly not his fault. It's totally not anybody's fault what happened, but that's just still cool that he did that. And it was just cool that Tri-Boomer was helping him out in the first place, I mean, because he's always right. there. And, oh, the reason the reason that Jetpack was even asking for a gel is because he, at the beginning of his, of the race, um, the first, I mean, of the bike part, the first couple of miles are pretty bumpy, I guess, and a bunch of gels fell out of his bento box when he hit a bump. Oh, so he lost, man. he lost like a bunch of his nutrition. Yeah, and actually, yeah. if you go to, I think both Jetpack's website and which is like aircrewphotos.net, I believe, um, and or to triscoop.com, there's a thread uh, of Jetpack's race report that from Ironman, Wisconsin, and it has tons of pictures, and it's really good, so you should check it out. Yeah, so, I don't know, I think just, basically, we just wanted to highlight our stellar triathletes out there helping each other out, but... Yeah, even though they still got penalties for doing it, it's still, it's just humanity, come on, I mean, you know, that's still nice, that's still nice. Yeah. Awesome, good job, guys. Exercise your brain. Elizabeth, you have something for us this week, right? Yes. I just discovered this. Um, well, actually, it's weird, but um, I had someone tell me this last week, and I was thinking, I don't know how much I believe it, but I couldn't disprove it. So we're going to give this a shot and hope if anybody else can think of another solution to this, then I would be very happy to hear it. So, okay. There is one word in the English language that changes. It's it's spelled exactly the same, but the word and definition changes by merely changing or capitalizing the first letter of the word. So like what? if the word was boat, if the word was boat, B-O-A-T, if you mm-hmm. capitalized B, it would totally change the definition, the meaning, and the sound of the word. Does it, is one of the, is one of them a name? No, it's not a name. It's not, a, it's not it's a, just no. regular, okay. Yeah, it's just a word. So, it's, basically the, the quiz is, what's the word? Right, what is the word? Yeah, so if anybody knows the answer to that, it's 
there's one word in the English language that changes definition, sound, and overall meaning just by capitalizing the first letter of the word. Whoa. I have no idea. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't either. I didn't. It was weird. And if anybody can think of another word, like multiple words, please let me know because I would like to know. But it's a pretty cool answer, actually. I was like, oh, I've never even thought about that. (laughs) But it's a good answer. It is time for the wow, the word of the week. And we've got a fun one. I really like this word. So, okay, what is it, Kara? Okay, so this one comes from my word of a day, uh, whatever, thing from a while back. (laughs) And the word is circumambulate. Circumambulate? Ambulate, like ambulance, you know, but... It's C-I-R-C-U-M-A-M-B-U-L-A-T-E, circumambulate. Okay. It's a verb. Okay, circle means around, so. And then ambulate. Okay, so, and ambulate means walk. Yeah, so it means to walk around, especially ritually. And (laughs) it's from Latin, circum is around, and plus ambulate, to walk about, from... Mm-hmm. Ambulaire to walk. Um, and the theme from this, the week that I got this from, is unusual words used in famous quotations. So the famous quotation is, and even the abstract entities circumambulate her charm, which is T.S. Eliot from Whispers of Immortality, um, quoted in the Yale, Yale Book of Quotations. Oh, 1990. I love T.S. Eliot. Yeah. So, nice. But I like that word. We liked it because I think a lot of uh, triathletes circumambulate before a race around their house. That's <laughs> true. Walking in circles, making sure you have everything packed up, ready to go. And it, it is especially ritually because it's like, I know I kind of have a ritual of how I um, go through my house, double, you know, checking what I need to pack and what order yep, I do it I do in too. kind of. Yeah, and yeah. I, I always... and even when you're in transition area, I circumambulate, just walking around transition, making sure everything's in the right spot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I even like I even have a a way that like I always make a list. <laughs> this is this is dorky, but okay. So <laughs> I pack everything, but then the things that. I can't pack in my bag the night before, like, uh, things in the refrigerator or maybe something I have to charge, you know? Mm-hmm. I make a list and put it on my kitchen table, like, so I don't forget to bring it with me. <laughs> <laughs> I do that, too. That's not crazy. I really do that. Because I'm always afraid I'm going to forget, like, the Gatorade or something, which is not good to forget. So, anyway. Right. Yeah. Okay, so good words. Circumambulate. I like it. <laughs> It is time for the no name nutrition section. Oh, you know what just hit me? What? No name nutrition. Oh well, I thought it was something cool, but never mind. I was gonna say no name nutrition section was non, but it's in 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 uh. in squ- or in cubed. It's the in cubed section. Time for the in cubed no name nutrition section of our show. And you know sometimes it's okay for triathletes and athletes of all kinds to just kind of splurge and have a 
have a good time with food at some point. And we have a good recipe for you today, high protein and very interesting. So yes. what, and what is the actual recipe? Well, it's a recipe for cocktail meatballs, but it's a little twist from how I've usually seen it. So, And I think this, is, this fits, too, for this time of year because it's kind of the tri season is kind of winding down and um mm-hmm. people are you know holiday parties will be coming up so this here's a suggestion of what you could bring and with the busy triathlete lifestyle this is an easy recipe to to uh, make okay. and to be good so first of all the what you need for the meatballs are one and a half pounds of ground beef two-thirds cup breadcrumbs a half a cup of onion, finely chopped, and salt and pepper. And then the sauce is one 12-ounce jar of chili sauce and one 10-ounce jar of grape jelly. (laughs) That sounds weird. But to me, it actually sounds really good. I would totally eat that. Yeah. I think it... And if you're weird about eating beef, you can always change the ground beef into ground turkey and make it healthier. Yeah, exactly. And instead of breadcrumbs, you could use brown rice. Yeah, exactly. And okay, so for the meatballs, you mix the ground beef, breadcrumbs, and chopped onion together. Add salt and pepper to taste. Shape into small balls and fry over medium high heat until cooked through. Or you could cook under the broiler in the oven. Um, I would suggest that. Yeah, I would do the broiler. Um, yes. Sauce. Heat the chili sauce and grape jelly together in saucepan over medium heat until the jelly is melted. Pour the sauce over the meatballs and serve with toothpicks. Meatballs can be kept warm in a crock pot on low heat. And you can also use frozen meatballs uh, as a quicker preparation alternative. So, obviously, this is super easy. And Yeah, that is really easy. You can make it even easier by using frozen meatballs. <laughs> yeah, um, but the, so- the magic is in the sauce. I've got to try that. That sounds really good. Yeah, so all it is is chili sauce and grape jelly. That's awesome. Yeah. So I guess that wraps up another show, huh, Elizabeth? I know. Isn't that crazy? We're zooming right through them. I know. This is great. We're finally getting on a roll here. So I know. I'm excited. Until next time, here is your pump-up song of the week. Come Too Far by At Dusk. You can find it on music.podshow.com.
just the sun. 